Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Today, we have a leading figure in entertainment. She is internationally known for five series. And you may know her from roles as, oh boy, these are big. Mary in the famous E.T. film, Karen White in The Howling, and Helen Brown from Critters. She has amassed at least 265 credits to her name. The Nix is one of nine films in pre and post production, including Outlaw Land, Birthday Boyfriend, Legends of Catlaw Mountain, and of course, as I said, The Nix. She is a best selling author known for Born and Bupaloopaloo. Excuse me, Bupa. I'm going to do Bupaloo. Thank you. <laughs> Buffalo Blue and I cannot believe this. So for over 30 years, she's been a multinationally respected authority in the art of self-creation. We're going to talk about this because I think there's so much for you to learn, absorb, and embrace with that. She is the host of a weekly call-in show with well over 500 episodes, and she holds monthly webinars along with private sessions, and this is globally. We are pleased to welcome, and I ask you help me so much to welcome, Emmy Award nominated actress, Dee Wallace. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. It's great to be here. Well, I am super excited. And as you know, I had a little challenge earlier, and so now I'm stumbling too. And that's probably going to be one of the first things we talk about. Let's let's do that because I've got to ask you how you got started writing and especially something that is so profound for children that can be applicable to us as adults. So we're talking about Bubbleopaloo? Yes. Okay. This is, can you see it? Yeah. Here we go. We got it. I want you to see the little guy because he's so adorable. It. It's Bapalapalu and the I Love Me's. Mm -hmm. And this is the first book in a series of books that teaches children the principles of self-creation. Why that's important is because our self-esteem, how we see ourselves in the world, how we see the world seeing us, totally locked into our brain by eight years old. So whatever we learn or are modeled from conception to eight, we build the rest of our lives on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty staggering if you were raised in a household like mine. You know, we were very poor. Mm -hmm. So the message was you, you never have enough in life. Um, we were somewhat religious uh, in the Methodist church. Okay. And uh, so the, most of the message is there. And I can remember, hear my grandmother saying it was, is they're the rich people. We are the good people. Meaning, of course, if you have money, you're not a good person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, cut to 32 years later when I'm starring in E.T. And 
I'm making a lot of money and I'm getting a lot of notoriety. And I go, oh my God, I'm one of them. Oh, really? Well, sure, because your brain defaults to what it learns in childhood. Yes. And so sometimes you can break through that and then your child pulls you back and goes, you better be careful. You're getting too big, which is exactly what happened to me. So I, I went within myself for about a year after ET. Fortunately, uh, the director that I had done the howling for called me for Cujo. Mm -hmm. And I, oh my gosh, I, I so wanted to do that part. So the desire, you know, the desire to do what I love uh, woke me up again. And I realized those weren't my beliefs. They were beliefs that I had been given, but those were not beliefs that I had chosen. That's very, very. I want every, yeah, I want everybody to hear that. We're, we're given our beliefs. And now we are the power in our own lives that have to choose the beliefs that we want. And we want to choose the beliefs that match what we want to create in our lives, right? So I went, you know, I'm perfectly fine with making a lot of money because I know that my consciousness is going to do a lot of really, really good things with that money. It was really interesting that I read something that you wrote several years ago in what you're saying now. And that was, you had made a gift to yourself to take a trip to Hawaii. Yes. And I think I really want to focus on this portion of what you're saying, because oftentimes we, we feel like we have been doing something for so long that it was something that we chose to do. But our home life was our boot camp for relationships and other things. So when... Yep. In essence, so many things that we do, we're programmed to do. We learn how to do cursive in school. We learn these, I mean, we're just, we do certain things, but we don't take the time to identify the things internally that really are our true self. And so I really love what you're sharing about this because you have been very consistent in what you have discovered and been able to convey it in a way that people are able to understand. When I read that you had given a gift to yourself, that took me to a completely different mental perspective. It's kind of a ship shifter thing going on. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, that's very true. You know, who do we want to give everything to? The people we love. And we are very rarely on that list. If we're on the list, we're at the bottom of the list, especially if you're a woman, because we are taught to give up ourselves to take care of everybody else. So again, my grandmother would say, Didi, 
you don't need anything more than what you need. Ooh. Well, it took me a long time to figure out that I needed to go to Hawaii once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that break. I needed to love myself enough to give that to myself because I'm very good at taking care of everybody else. That's why I've got a huge, you know, client list in my healing world all over the world. You do. I do. Yes. And I love it. And that's why I wrote this book, Born, because I worked with so many people, Rebecca, and they were going to the classes and reading the books and listening to the podcasts, and, but they weren't living it. And if you don't live it, Nothing changes much in your life. So born is literally the formula step by step by step for creating anything. Because once you know the formula, you apply it to every subject in your life. So do my understanding is that in the book, I mean, everything that you talk about that we're sharing with the audience now is really paramount. But there's something that my understanding is it's not about getting affirmations or waiting for certain directions coming from God or higher power or no. any anything. This is very, very succinct in the things you teach. Yes. And it's a combination of religion, spirituality, and brain science, which, by the way, are all teaching the same thing in different that's, words. That's what I wanted to just, you know, share with yeah. the audience and talk about for a minute, because I think now is such a really good time to talk about how brain science and the body, the body mind, and soul connection is really all in one. You uh, Look, I'm convinced Christ was teaching brain science <laughs> with the only words they had back then because they didn't know they had a brain. So no, that's true. It's very true. But in the good book, it says, think only on these things. Love, peace, joy, right? The fruits of the spirit. Brain science says whatever you focus on, you create more of. That's why you think only on these things. Because yes. if you think about fear and you think about hate and you think about judgment, you just feed the beast that you're wanting to recreate. Oh, that makes so and, sense. Yeah, and that's why... Most people will tell you what they want by telling you what they don't want. Mm -hmm. um, I have people come up on stage with me when I'm speaking and I'll say, okay, what do you want? Well, I don't have to work on money so much. 
Okay, what do you want? I, I don't want to have to worry about money. Okay, what do you want? Well, I don't want to be so stressed out about money. Okay, what do you want? This can go on for 20 minutes until they get so pissed off at me. They go, I want more money. And I went, that's the first time you have told me what you wanted. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, once you're clear and you've made a choice, which is the first step, you have to love it. Okay. Anything you want to create, you have to love. And most people who don't have money don't love it. And it doesn't make any sense to them, to their monkey minds, we call it. Yes. Well, and your mind is made to question and doubt. That's what your the job of your mind is for. So you have to make the choice of loving yourself enough to love money because after all, when you have money, you're going to love it, aren't you? So you have to create and align yourself with the frequency of already having it and the love and the joy of having it. Mm -hmm. Same way with relationships. Most people are trying to create their next relationship by going, I don't want anything like that relationship I had last time. And so that will bring you exactly the same relationship or close to it in a different body looking a different way. Yes. I talk frequently about frequencies and uh-huh. healing on the show. And um, so this is really so spot on and the timing is incredible. I think it always is. And what I'm hearing you say too, just on the last couple of things that you mentioned is that when we are trying to make these changes, otherwise it's, it's cyclical and um, we have to sort of identify specifically what we want that's going to bring us joy, happiness, love, peace, all of those things. Yeah. And focus on that for the manifestation of it. Is yep. that okay? That's getting your frequency in alignment with what you want. And you see, when I talk about love, my channel says love is the most powerful creative force we have. Mm-hmm. But most of us are trying to get love or give love. When the answer is to be the frequency of love. That is beautiful. When you are the frequency of love around whatever you want, you magnetize it to you. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, Rumi was right. You can sit in a room. You can sit in a room and bring it to you. I didn't have to audition for E.T., because I was in alignment for ET to find me. So it's interesting. I had yeah. What? It's interesting you bring that up because I was just getting ready to ask you how that correlation was because you grew up in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, you have a degree from the University of Kansas, and you yeah. have you had a different sort of um, path in that at that time. 
And here comes an opportunity. And then based on all the things that you talked about from, you know, child to eight years old, then eight and moving up, how did all of this interconnect? Um, Well, it all interconnects with the universe teaching me the principles of creation. That's the easiest way I can explain it. Um, I am a big believer in naivete. Mm -hmm. And I was exceptionally uh, naive. Mm -hmm. uh, Even when I was in my mid-20s and teaching high school. Okay. And so I said, you know, if I don't get out of Kansas now and go try my dream, I'm never going to get out. I'm going to go to New York and be an actress. And everybody said, oh, my God, are you kidding? Nobody knows you there. You don't have any contacts there. New York is really scary. It's really dangerous. How do you think you're going to make you know, blah, 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 that the universe throws at you like your parents threw at you when you were getting uh, too strong and bossy around two and three years old, right? Push you down, push you down, push you down. And they thought they were doing the right thing to keep us safe and to teach us properly. Well, they weren't. And so I just went, you know, okay, maybe, but I'm just going to go give it a shot. I'm going. I And see, I made the choice and I committed. And once you make the choice and commit, the universe goes, okay, she's ready now. Let's go play. And I'm telling you, Rebecca, it, it's crazy if you look at what happened to me. I got to New York. Um, I wrote a, a letter to Hal Prince, who was the biggest producer on Broadway, who was getting ready to do a little night music. Okay. And I read in the paper, the newspaper, that he wanted to find an unknown to star in a little night music. So I had my brother's friend from the high school newspaper come over and take the cheesiest picture of me going (laughs) on my bed. And I wrote him the cheesiest letter like, oh, Mr. Prince, I'm an unknown from Kansas. Just think of the publicity, right? Well, (laughs) actually... (laughs) That was really good. Everybody laughed at me. I said, I don't care. I got nothing to lose. Three weeks later, his assistant called and said, Mr. Prince would like to fly you to New York to audition. I said, oh, what day does he need me? And they gave me the date. And I said, oh, he doesn't have to pay for my I'm flying in that day. So I can just come right down to audition. (laughs) You know, he would have flown me first class and put me up. So the day I landed in New York, I took every belonging I had, put it in a taxi cab, gave them the address and said, 
here, can you drop this off at this address? Because I'm going to Rockefeller Center to audition for Hal Prince. And do you know, it all got there. All my stuff got there. That's pretty good. I got down to the last five girls in the dancing and the acting. And then his assistant said, well, Mr. Prince would like to hear you all sing now. And I went, oh, I, I didn't know we had to sing. She said, well, dear, it is a musical. <laughs> so my first day in New York, I auditioned for Hal Prince, got down to the last five girls, sang happy birthday for him. Found the best singing teachers from all the other gypsies that were there. <laughs> and that was my start to New York. I met a guy at a commercial or not a commercial, an open audition. He took me to a Halloween party. At the end of the Halloween party, these three people came up and said, we think we'd like you to come by the office, Monday. We'd like to work with you. And I went. Really? What do you do? <laughs> they were the top commercial agents in New York City. Oh. So that's what I mean. You know, you just have to be committed in your choice and take action. And the universe finds a way. So that word has recently come to my mind, which as you were saying in that, I found, you know, when you keep, when something keeps coming your way, you have to pay attention. And so, so here I am with what you're telling me. And just, just in the last couple of days, I was on a venture to do something and there was a brief hesitation, but I heard myself talk, say, you're committed now go do it. And I did. And it turned out to be yeah. fantastic. But I heard you're committed. Yeah. See, you have trained your brain. You have trained yourself to override what they call the reticular activating system in your brain, uh, which is once you're taught something, once you are connected in your brain to an idea like uh be careful, you won't be a good person if you make a lot of money. Okay. Then, then whenever you start to break out of that, your brain will go, ah, be careful, okay. be careful. And your subconscious and your little girl or your little boy will go, remember, they won't like you. And the bells. Yeah. And you just have to stop. You know what I do? This is what I do. Because if you can break yourself from that pattern, recreating your new belief system is pretty easy. So I just stop and go, all right, Deanna Bowers, which is what my mom used to call me when Deanna Bowers, that thought just took you right into the toilet. And there is a lot of poop in that toilet and it stinks. <laughs> and you're just about ready to flush yourself down. Do you want to go down or do you want to get out and pick another thought? Well, by that time, I'm laughing. 
which has allowed me to disconnect. Okay. Right. Yes. And go, yeah, I think I want to pick a belief that's going to give me what I want now. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's really easy to retrain yourself and you have to stay conscious to do it. Yes. I think listening into our internal mechanisms, both on an emotional and an intellectual level, things that we're telling ourselves and really paying attention to that is really important. So that brings me to another question for you. As you had uh, another name, everybody knows you as you have a nickname uh, because of the amount of horror type of (laughs) films. How does that how does that nickname come into play with all of this? Too? What, Scream Queen? Yes. I'm proud of it, baby. Yes. Proud of it. Well, look, I often joke that I spend half of my life doing horror films and the other half of my life healing people from fear. And I can tell you the biggest boogeyman in the closet is yourself. Yes. Yes. Is yourself, how you limit yourself, uh, how you hold on to your fears, how you don't love who you are. Ouch. That's the biggest boogeyman we have to face. That is, that is really powerful to think about ourselves being what's really scaring us. Well, look, nobody else can think a thought for you, feel a feeling for you, hold a belief for you, or hold a perspective for you that you don't choose, right? That is so, so true. That makes you the God of you on this plane. And it says very clearly in the I am discourses, God cannot and will not intercede on your behalf without your clear choice. Okay. That is why we were given free will. So if people are standing back and waiting for God or the guides or the angels to tell them what to do, they're going to be waiting a very long time. A lot of people do place uh, such, um, I don't know, uh, relevance into certain signs. And then they think if they haven't either heard it or been sent something their way, that they're not ready to make a choice. Well, that's another way, an easy way of not taking responsibility for your own creation. Okay, that's really powerful. Very interesting. I would really like the audience to be able to connect with you and talk with you one-on-one. I think the things that we're talking about, there's so much. And I want to have them really absorb the things that we've shared with them. You specifically have really empowered them with today. And I would like them to be able to connect with you more and bring you back on and talk about some more sure. things I think are I love working one-on-one with people, you know, and they can call into 
uh, my Sunday show. I have a show on every Sunday morning. They can call in and talk to the channel about anything. Beautiful. Your show is on Voice America, right? On Blog Talk. Blog Talk. Okay. Yeah. If you go to the homepage of IamDWallace.com, it will show you how to get onto the show. 9 a.m. Pacific time every Sunday. Excellent. I think this is fantastic. And if you are watching, would like to connect with Dee, we've got all the links to her social media sites as well as her website. Um, We definitely would like you to call in and have a one-on-one briefly so that then you can connect with some of the private sessions that she does afterwards. I think you're going to find that the things she's going to share with you are going to be life changing. Thank you. Well, I can guarantee them that if they follow the formula I haven't born, your life will change. I have to agree with you there. You've got to be committed to making those changes and follow those steps. And the way that you have the formula is because of things you have learned on your own, tested, utilized, and have been doing not only yourself, but with others for over 30 years. Absolutely. I love this. I absolutely love this. I am just so excited. I've got links definitely in the description as well as other places that you're going to find it on the social media sites so that you can get copies of the books that she's got. She's got at least eight on her website right now. So you're going to want to check those out. Specifically, Born is what we're talking about today and more. We've got so much more. Thank you, Dee. I want to talk so much with you. I could go on for several (laughs) hours. Me too, Rebecca. Me too. Well, we'll do it again. You just let me know. I love it. Thank you. And thank all of you for tuning into another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. I think you're going to have to replay this seven or eight or nine times just to make sure that you start getting familiar with some of the things that we talked about today and really start creating that formula that she's going to share more with you through her webinars, through her radio show, and even the written work that she does. Thanks for tuning in. I ask that you share this with everybody you know on social media, friends, family, loved ones, and as always, everybody that you don't know. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) 